0: I'll be honest with you, when I walked into this meeting, I felt sorry for myself. (laughs) But then when you started to release your spirit, then I was happy. But, you know what I mean. We need to see something. I have to make sure I don't get too excited here. Although I know I will. I see a lot of faces that I know. There's another one. (laughs) this helps me. We're going to get uh, a little excited perhaps today in seeing what we're going to see, at least I hope. This is better than anything on the whole earth. It is better than your wildest dream. So if you see that, then nothing else matters. There were people that lived on this earth. One of them was named the Apostle Paul. I get called that. You know, my name is Paul. So one of my uh, people that I work with, he calls me the Apostle Paul. And I call him King Richard. The single-hearted. But there was a person named the Apostle Paul who saw what we all want to see. And that's my prayer, is that we will all see it. From the front row to the back to, is that you, William? Hallelujah. To the brothers in that booth. I hope we will all see this. And the Apostle Paul saw it, and nothing would deter him. He was beaten. He still went on. He was in prison. He sang. There was an earthquake while he was in prison, and he didn't make a break for it. He was slandered, and eventually he was imprisoned in Rome where he probably could hear the, the growling of the animal. But nothing deterred him because of what he saw. He had to be cut down He didn't retire, he didn't back off, he had to be cut down. He saw something, and it started when he was a persecutor of Christians, and he was on the road to Damascus, just like the U.S. Army, I I was afraid, was going to be on the road to Damascus. But anyway, Paul was on the road to, to Damascus. And he was going there to stop everybody who called on the name of the Lord. And they weren't hard to find. Because they called on the name of the Lord. You know, they didn't moan on the name of the You know, don't moan on the name of the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, oh, Lord Jesus. How about let's call three times? Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord Jesus. You see, don't stop exercising your spirit because we stop singing. You have to keep exercising. I'm exercising. You're exercising. This is the way we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it works. He was going up there to put an end to these callers on the name of the Lord. And then you you all know what happened. He was going, and all of a sudden there was a great light. There was a light. Paul thought he was in the light until this light shined. And he was riding on a horse or whatever, a mule, and he got knocked off the horse. Or the mule. And he didn't know what was going on. What is this? I mean, what, what if that were to happen to us? You know. And so Paul said, um, or the voice said, Paul, Saul at that time of his name. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Why are you persecuting me? And and as he was laying there on the ground, you know, he's thinking, who's this? Who's this? Me? I'm trying to get a group of crazy people. What are you talking about, persecuting me? Take it easy. You know, let's talk about this. But then he said, actually he said, after he heard that, why are you persecuting me? He said, who are you? What did he say? Who are you? Who are you? When he said, who are you, Lord? The Lord got in. (laughs) The Lord got in. I mean, he didn't know what was going on. This is a divine person. This must be a divine person. Who are you, Lord? And then physically, he was blind. He was blinded physically. But within him, he began to see something. He began to see something. He was blind physically, at least for a little while, but he began to see something. I'm, I'm persecuting them, and he says, you're persecuting me, that means me and the them are one great person. The me is intimately related to the them. Excuse the grammar. The me and the them are one big me. That's why the Lord said, Oh, you are, why are you persecuting me? So Paul began from that moment to see the vision of this great corporate me. And God. Step by step kept unveiling more and more and more and more and more. And the more Paul saw, the crazier he got. I'm crazy, in case you haven't noticed. Because the Lord cover me, I am seeing more and more and more of this vision too. The vision of the corporate me. This corporate me is God joined with man. So Paul, I tell you, wherever he was, you know, this morning the brothers brought me over here to see this uh, room just to, you know, get me a feel, give me a feel of uh, where I would be. To share. Actually, I've been in a lot of places to share. But anyway, wherever Paul was, it didn't matter. He was under this vision and he just got crazy. He was before a king one time and he was going on and on about this corporate me. And the king said, Paul, you're crazy. And Paul said, you're right. I wish you would be crazy like me. Well, he went on that way until eventually he had to be cut down. But praise the Lord. He passed on what he saw to us. (laughs) So we want to spend this few sessions here, and time has a way of flying, but we want to spend these few sessions to see what Paul saw. I pray for every person in this room, for those that want to be here and for those that are not sure they want to be here, For everybody who is here, I believe the Lord brought us here. I believe we're not here by accident. We found this place. First of all, that was quite something. The last hurdle that, that we brothers experienced last night is a fox ran in front of our car. But anyway, we made it. We're here! Made it through that breakfast. I didn't have any of that whipped cream. But tomorrow's another day. <laughs> I believe the Lord brought us, He got us here through all kinds of obstacles. Some were considering shit I, oh, I need to study, I need to study. Yes, you need to study. But in spite of all your considerations, the Lord arranged for us to be here. I believe in the Lord. Amen. Oh, I believe He's sovereign. I believe he's above everything. And he arranged for us to be here, to see this vision. And I like to call this vision, listen to this, I like to call this vision the divine history. This vision is actually the divine history. Before I came, we had some talk that, while the brothers were wondering whether we should talk a little bit about church history, church history. Then I was considering church history, church history. And the more I considered church history, the more the Lord said divine history, divine history. You know, you have to realize church history is composed in part of the divine history and in part of another kind of history. Because there are not only the me and the them, but there's another guy. There's a third party in the universe. And he's the one that was trying to keep you from coming here. And he was the one that when we walked into this meeting this morning was trying to throw a blanket over this meeting. But eventually we broke through. Exercise the spirit. Look away to him. Hallelujah. Eventually we broke through. But there is this other party. And he doesn't give up easily. So his efforts have contributed to the other aspect of church history. But if we ever get to church history this weekend, I would like to look at it through the glasses of the divine history. You know what makes the divine history so good? We share in it. (laughs) We, this is what makes me crazy. There's a divine history. And we have a share in it. The divine history is actually going on right now. This retreat is part of the divine history. Those brothers are just audio, audioing this meeting. But somebody is videoing this meeting. This meeting is part of the divine history. It is still going on. And we have a share in the divine history. I tell you, if you see this, oh, when you wake up in the morning, oh, another day, another day to be in the divine history. Another day to be in the divine history. Another day to be with the me and with the them. I'm one of them! Don't you want to see this? Don't you? You've seen a little bit of it, no doubt, but oh, we need to see more. The divine history is God Himself in Christ with His believers as his, listen, expansion, his enlargement, and his increase. This is the divine history. God himself, in Christ, with his believers. Are you a believer? Oh, you're part of the divine history. This is what Paul saw. My goodness, this person is composed, as it were, of his believer. This is a corporate me. And now, because I said, who are you, Lord? I'm one of them. I'm one of them. One day that little one will be one of them. Oh, God himself. This is better than anything. To be be one with God himself, and I would even say, don't be bothered by me, don't be offended by me. As we go on, I think this will become clearer, but to be one with God himself, even in life And nature, just like that little one, is one with his parents in life and nature. He has their life, and he has their nature. And even to an extent, he looks like them. You know, when my son was born many years ago, he had my life, and he had my nature. And then uh, one brother said, your son looks like you from the back. (laughs) i never heard that before. <laughs> but what I'm saying is not only are you with God, but you constitutionally are God. Yeah. This isn't from me. John says, oh, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Peter says, we are partakers of the divine nature. And John says, as many as received him, to them gave he the right to be called the children of God, even to those who believe into his name. Then, in case anybody didn't understand what he meant, he said, who were born, who were born, not of the will of man, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of something else, but of God. Yes. Born of God. Yes. Who's your daddy? God. Whose life do you have? God. Whose nature do you have? God. Who do you look like? God. Well, at least somewhat. <laughs> That's right. Now we look like God from the back. (laughs) But eventually, we will bear the appearance of God. We will be God in appearance. We will even be doing what God does in the sense that the Spirit and the bride say come. We will be identified with him. My goodness, isn't this the best thing you've ever heard? This is better than going to heaven. Going to heaven is going to a place. What we're talking about with the divine history is we are one with God! (sighs) No wonder Paul was crazy. No wonder my parents named me Paul. (laughs) The divine history, listen, the divine history began in eternity past. God had this dream. He had this thought. What I would like, and now he's God. He can have whatever he wants. Well, what he wanted was, ah, what I would like, I would like a creature, a corporate creature. I would like to create a being with whom I will be joined as one. Like the head is joined to a body. This is what God, oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want in this universe to be with my creature one great, big, universal person, which I'll call the corporate me. When some would touch them, they touch me. This is what I want. This is what the Lord saw. This is what God saw in eternity past. He considered, ah, that's what I want. That's what I want. Then, as he considered, he made a plan to get what he wants. You know, isn't that the way it works? You think about something, your mind works. And then, the more you think about what you have conceived, you like it. Ha, <laughs> ha, God had this plan, I like it, I like it, I like it, I like it. Then the more you think about it, the more you say, I like it, I like it, I like it, then eventually you say, I want it. I want it. I'm going to get it. Don't forget that part. Saints, God is going to get it. Are you in? <laughs> Are you? You better be in. God is going to get it. His plan, as he considered, this is what I'm conceiving, I like it, and I want it, how will he get it? His plan, listen, was first of all, of course, to create man. But then, more importantly, his plan involved he himself becoming a man. God realized that the man he created could not in and of himself Realize what God had in mind. Actually, this man is just a vessel, a container for God Himself. So, God conceived, I will become a man. This is the divine history. I will become a man, and I will become the prototype for this great universal person. This great universal person needs a prototype. And once the prototype comes forth, I'm going to mass produce the prototype. You need a prototype. And once you get the prototype, ah, Ah, I got what I want. This is exactly, exactly, exactly what I want. This is what I want. This is what I want. Don't talk to me about anything else. This is what I want. What does God want? Let me ask you. What does God want? Good behavior? Does he want you to behave better? Does he want you to dress better? Does he want you to be more educated? What does he really want? What really pleases God? Let me ask you. God has made a choice. God treasures something. This is a very important question. You have to realize this morning If you don't get anything else out of this weekend, you have to realize what is God's choice. What does God want? What is he looking for? What does he treasure? What does God want? Think about it. I'm not going to leave this point. What does God want? A proper people? Well-behaved? Living according to his law. Or a a productive people? How about that? How about a productive people? Doing his will. Is that what God wants? How about an entertaining people? Exercising all kinds of things that are pleasant to hear and exciting to see. Is that what God wants? What does God want? He has made a decision I can say this categorically. God has decided what he wants. There is something God wants. He's made his decision. And to the extent you see it and enter into it, and it enters into you, is to the extent you will be healthy, happy, and satisfied. What does God want? Think about it. Now, somebody tell me, what does God want? (laughs) What does he want? You could say that, but for what? Well, Tess, I would say let's just take the first part of what you said. What does God want? Okay, now you're you're chickens. Actually you heard the answer and you're still chickens. Let me ask you again. You're among friends. You're among friends. I'm not your judge. I'm your dear brother. What does God want? Christ. It is not a small thing to declare that. As you declare, as you speak something, God has a way to bring you into the reality of that. What does God want? Christ. Let's all declare, God wants Christ. God, God wants Christ. Let's declare, I want Christ. I want Christ. What does God want? Christ. What do you want? Christ. That's not a performance to say that. Because deep within your spirit, there is an Amen. Yeah, that's what I want. I want Christ. God has made his decision. God himself eventually did what? He stepped into human history. God eventually stepped into human history. We call this the Incarnation. God became a man. Oh, what an event! This is the divine history. The divine history is, first of all, purpose. And secondly, it is plan. And thirdly, it is prototype. Prototype! I got a bunch of P's. If I had a board, I'd write them all on the board. I've got a bunch of P's for all that we'll touch this weekend. Purpose, plan, prototype. P, P, P. Remember all these Ps. God stepped into history. What a significant event. You know, we just had this war in Iraq. I guess it's pretty much over. Although they, kept, they keep saying it's not, but it seems like it's pretty much over. And everybody, you know, it was covered by the news media. And uh, what an event. What an event. How significant. You know, a terrible dictator was toppled. Whoa, 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 People think, you know, uh, when Time Magazine's, uh, you know, issue of the year comes out, you know, next year, most of it will be on this. Unless there's something else that's coming up. Who knows? It's that other guy. It's that other guy. People think, oh, this was a tremendous event. But let me tell you, oh, we need a vision of the divine history. The divine history overrides the human history. I don't care about world history, in a sense. I only care about it insofar as it relates to the divine history. I don't care about church history only insofar as it relates to the divine history, insofar as it helps us to be more and more in the divine history. The carrying out of the divine history. I only care for the divine history. Oh, in the fullness of time, the New Testament says God came. God in Christ came. God stepped into human history. Divinity came in to humanity. What an event. You know, the enemy tries to trivialize that event. Make it a festival, you know, with a big fat man. You know, am I right? With a big fat man, with a big fat stocking, everything big fat. <laughs> Including you after you eat everything. But this is a tremendous event. Divinity came into humanity. Amen. Oh, how momentous. Forget about Saddam Hussein. Who's that? God became a man. How about that? Oh, this God who had that dream. Oh, this is what I want. This is what I want. Time went on, and eventually, oh, a big step. God became a man. Oh, this is the producing of the prototype. Oh, this is the first step. I'm going to get that prototype. I'm going to get that prototype. God steps in to man. Humanity now in Christ has divinity. Divinity has come into humanity, at least in Christ. At that time, Whoa! what an event. No wonder the angels were singing. You know, as good as the winning of this war was, I think the angels were there like this, they, you know, their wings. <laughs> but my goodness, it says, when God created, the, you know, when God the creation, they sang for joy. Why? This is divine history. When the Lord Jesus was born, when God came into humanity, oh, glory to God! Glory to God in the highest! Hallelujah! Yeah. The divine history and God, huh, that is, never grows old. You ever think about those seraphim that sit there, holy, 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 holy. They never stop. That's God. You think God will run out? Try to empty him. Right, brother? Amen. Try to empty God. Some of us, you know, we, we touch the Lord. You know, let's like, oh, say this is the Lord. You know, we have this thought oh, I touched the Lord. Oh! Larry, could I sit down in your seat? Oh, that. Oh, I just touched the Lord. Oh. Listen, you think you exhausted God? No, God exhausted you. (laughs) God never runs out. And that's the only thing that gets the angels excited. God and the carrying out of God's divine history. Oh, he stepped into man. Now God is in man. So they named him God with us, Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Anybody here named Emmanuel? (laughs) Anyway, oh, God is with us. With us, at least. With us. (laughs) He had more in mind than that. But what an event. What an event. Then, this, oh, this one. And right away, that other guy, that other guy, you know, he heard about this, and he was killing everybody. Let's get rid of this. God is up there. Couldn't get him. Couldn't get him. Egypt, Nazareth. This is a divine history. Satan is doing his God. Is. You know, if I were God, you know how long the Bible would have lasted if I were God? Three chapters. No, actually, two chapters. Genesis chapter 3, I would have lowered the boom. Splat. But anyway, I'm not God. If I were God, none of us would be here. Hallelujah! But I am God. In life, nature, and appearance. But not in the Godhead. Thank God. What an event. And then this child, my goodness, as he was growing up, what was, what was he doing there as he was growing up? It says that he grew, he was in favor with God and with man. What a person! What a person! You know, you, you look at Saddam Hussein. I mean, he wasn't in favor with anybody. Not even his own family. But there's one. The Bible calls him the desire of the nation. He's the desire of the nation. They don't realize, but the one they really want is Christ. Not only you want Christ, I want Christ. God wants Christ. Everybody else wants Christ. It's just they don't know it. That's why you have to go and tell them. You need Jesus. Oh! That's why you're at Berkeley. That's why you're at Cal State Stanislaus. Is there anybody here from Cal State Stanislaus? <laughs> Brooks almost went there. That's why you're where you are. Sure, you need to get your degree. But you're there. Wow. Tell people about Jesus. They need this Christ. To get out of that mere human history you're in, you need to come into the divine history. You need to, you need to become God. Wow. I heard a story one time, a big campus in the Midwest. There was a tract, a booklet, The Triune God as Life to the Tripartite Man. That was the title of, you know, quite a title. The Triune God to be Life to the Tripartite Man. And so a young brother handed it to a professor. And the professor was there reading that title, looking at him, reading. (laughs) Then he said, is this science fiction? No. It's not. It's real. The triune God is life to the tripartite man. It's real. Well, anyway, this Christ, even when he was young, he had favor with God and with man. That means that through his human virtue, he was expressing the divine attributes of the God who was in him. The God who was in him was expressing himself very practically through the human virtues of Christ. God was there. When this Christ was baptized, God announced to everybody, this is my beloved son, in whom is my delight. I love him. I love him. How about my son? How about my son? (laughs) Just like me. How about my son? Look, he looks like me from the back. How about my son? God, oh, this is my son. This is what I want. Don't talk to me about anything else. You have to be that way every day. You know, this other person, he's going to come and talk to you about this. If you see this vision of the divine history, you know, Christ, Christ. I just need more Christ. It's like to look at Christ. I like to behold him reflected, behold him reflected, behold him reflected. Feel sorry for him. Get away, get away. Sorry for Feel sorry for myself. I feel sorry for you. Hi, This is God's choice. This is my choice. Oh, this is my reason for living. Oh, oh, the more I look at him, my goodness, the more he is constituting himself into me. Oh, 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 oh. You know, a mirror, eventually, you know, you have the thing and you have the mirror. same. the image, the image. Oh, this is why, oh, Lord Jesus. Exercise the spirit. That is not a small thing. Every time you do that, oh, 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 you know, and then the old part of you, oh, 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 oh. you know, eventually, immensely, all that other stuff will be, will be no more. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. We just need to to behold, reflect, this Christ whom God has chosen. Oh, I love this. I don't think I'm going to get to church history. (laughs) But we might. Hallelujah. Then, my goodness, this one lived such a human life. He lived by the Father. Not that he wasn't perfect but he lived by the father and he just expressed God he expressed God he expressed God he that has seen me has seen the father I'm doing the father's works. have you been so long with me Philip you don't not you don't know me he who's seen me has seen the father oh what an expression the father was up there that's my boy That's my son. Of course, he's not only up there, he's also with him. (laughs) Don't try and figure that out. (laughs) That's my son. That's my son. Then, huh, another step. And this is because of us and because of that guy. Because of us and because of that guy, or I should say, because of that guy and what he did to us. He had to be crucified. Oh, the, the Father's delight went through death. He was crucified on the one hand to take care of our problem with God. Oh, our rebellion, our enmity, right? Our unrighteousness, all of that negative side. This wonderful one through his death on the cross took care of our problem, laying a foundation for what God always wanted to do. <laughs> because not only did his death take care of sin, sins, the world, Satan, the old creation, the old man, the ordinances, all the negative things. What did I miss? The flesh. Oh, my goodness. All of those things. No need for you to be bothered by that. Let me ask you something before I go on. Don't let me forget where I was. Where are you? I'm full of these questions. First, what does God want? Then, where are you? Now, Jason knows the answer to this question. Because I've known Jason, and so does Jenny. Jenny. I've known them for quite a number of years. They have heard me before. Where are you? Right now, where are you? Don't tell me you're at Silver Spur. But really, where are you? Where are you? Come on, you're college students. Where are you? Boy, you're really afraid. You see, that's what college does to you. Great to make a mistake. Listen, we're not in college here. i got to take this jacket off. Where are you? <laughs> What's your name, brother? Uh, Rob. Rob. Rob just said, in Christ. You know, I think we all have to shout hallelujah. hallelujah. That's where we are. We're in Christ. How did you get there? <laughs> how did you get there? I'm full of questions. That's right. It was by mercy. But how actually, did, if you're in Christ, how did you get there? You see, I'm taking time. We all have to see this. This is the divine history. Forget about Syria for the moment. You're in Christ. How did you get there? Rob. <laughs> that's right. God put you there, but on your side, what did you do? You believed what? Into him. That's, what the, that's not what I say. That's what the Bible says. The Bi- John, we all love John 3.16, but if you look at John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes into him the greek preposition is ace epsilon iota sigma that's not a fraternity <laughs> that is a preposition meaning into our believing isn't this wonderful yes. oh, our believing <laughs> brought us into Christ! Amen. We believed into him, and then, as our brother said, God put us in. On the one hand, we believed into, but on the other hand, Paul says, of God are you in Christ Jesus. Amen. On the one hand, you believe, and then when you believe, God puts you into Christ Jesus. Just like a branch is grafted into a tree. So now, where are you? How did you get there? By believing into him. Just like a branch is grafted into a tree and partakes of the entire history as well as the supply of that tree, so when you believe into Christ, you now share his history and himself as your supply. All you have to do is what? uses this analogy. We've been grafted in, but we like, you know, with us, it's a little different from the branch. The branch just stays there. Or, no, sorry. (laughs) Just stay there. I'm trying to illustrate. (laughs) The sap... You see, this this is a good illustration of what happened when you believed into the Lord. God put you into Christ, and then just like when the branch is put into the tree, the sap starts flowing through the branch, so when you were put into Christ, the Spirit started to flow in you. You got into Christ, and Christ got into you. So His history and His supply now are yours. That's why I say, Why should you be bothered by sins, sin, the old creation, the flesh, Satan, all of those things? Now you are in who? Whom? (laughs) You're in Christ. His history. His death. And it's all effectiveness. It's powerful. Effective. Death is yours. No need to be bothered by all these things. You just Remain as a branch. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Goodbye. Not goodbye, just bye. (laughs) Bye. To all those things. Haven't you heard what Christ did? Quote some verses to him. I'm crucified with Christ. That old branch has been cut off. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Haven't you heard? Actually, he has heard. He hates to hear it again, so tell him again. I'm in Christ! His death is mine. You see, God is seeing, this is the divine history. God is seeing all this. Oh, good, good. The angels are there. Good, good, good. I hope I don't go through this. Good, good, good. Oh, death! My goodness incarnation, human living. I know you've all heard this before, but I just, I'm going to repeat it. If I get invited to another conference, I'm going to repeat this again. I'm going to keep repeating this until we all see it and are all crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What a life! What a death! Then, I'm going to have to stop here soon because this, the first session is over. you believe that (laughs) we just spent 20% (laughs) we just spent 20% of this retreat but it was worth it wasn't it then after death is that where it ended well somebody needs to tell the religious people and I don't mean to offend anybody but some religious people to them the Lord is still hanging on the cross I'm not going to say anything more is the Lord still there on the cross? No, no, I tell you, if you don't see the divine history, you know what, what you'll say when you see a picture like that on the, of the Lord hanging on the cross? You know what I'm going to say, Darren, right? <laughs> what? What, <laughs> what 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 would you say? Poor Jesus. <laughs> he said it, not me. <laughs> if you don't have the view of the divine history, you'll say, poor Jesus. Here you are, doo, 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 and here the angels, ah God, that's my son. You better line yourself up with God and the angel. Hallelujah! What a death! Oh, it took care of all the negative problems. In Christ, it's my history. Not only what he went through, but because I'm in him, I went through it. It's effective for me. Isn't that good news? Amen. Don't, you know, oh, incarnation, hallelujah. Actually, yesterday people were oh, 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 you know what do they put on their faces? You know, all kinds of things. Oh, oh, oh. Here we are, hallelujah. Sometimes I think I'd like to go into a cathedral. I, I won't do it. But sometimes I think I'd like to go to a cathedral and just walk in there past the ushers real quick. And just go, hallelujah for Christ's death. Then they grab me and take me out. (laughs) Don't we have a song in our book? Oh, hallelujah, what a death. What a song. But you know, it's right. Hallelujah, what a death. Because not only did it take care of all the negative things, it did something positive. You know what that was? Are you men or chickens? <laughs> what did it do? John 12, 24. Except a grain of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abides alone. Amen. But if it die, it what? It bears it much fruit. fruit. It brings forth many grains. It bears much fruit. That means life was released. Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. What a death! How do you feel about the Lord's death? I'm a death. This is the divine history. A huge event. Oh, a huge event. World War I, World War II, Cold War, Iraqi, uh, Gulf War, all those wars. Forget about all of that. Huh, oh, incarnation. Oh, human living. Huh. Oh, death. Oh. What a spectacle the Lord's death was, universally. The angels were there. That other guy was there. They were fighting. They were trying to... Eventually, the veil in the temple was ripped. I wonder what kind of story they concocted about that. You know, when the Lord was resurrected, they circulated a story right away. Oh, somebody stole him. Somebody stole him. And even those two disciples that went to Emmaus believed it. I'll say more about that another time. The veil was ripped. This was God's seal of approval on the death of Christ. Oh, the way has been veiled. It has been shut up until now. But, oh, that's my son. He just died. He just dealt with all the negative things and He just released the divine life. Now, Brooks and Darren and Jenny and Rob and me, we can go through the veil. God isn't blocked off from us anymore. We can go through the veil in our spirit. That's why we're always saying, exercise your spirit. You know, if you're not in your spirit, you miss this whole divine history. Oh, I could just kick myself when I get out of the spirit. It's hard to kick yourself, but I'd like to try. Maybe i get Brooks to kick me. <laughs> oh, when we're on our spirit, we realize all this. And it, it is in our spirit that we go through the veil right. to God himself. Amen. Hallelujah, what a death! Amen. This is the divine history. I've got to stop. Don't I? Another session. session. Should we do another session? I'm not done. (laughs) I don't know if I'll ever be done, but for sure I'm not done. How about, could we take just a few minutes, could you just pray with the people around you for about two or three minutes? Just huddle together and just respond. Just say, thank you, Lord, for the divine history. Thank you for your incarnation, your human living, and your death. And bring us back for the second session. Amen. Because death isn't the end. Right. We need to enjoy the resurrection. Amen. Then we need to get to our part. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! How about let's pray a little Amen. bit.